But it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Get a free child's play, put your sticker stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh today. Oh, come on. Got it. Got it. Postseason. Episode three. He is Julio. I am Carlo Scarea. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) I like it. I like it. I like it. I was was looking for a a Yankee scary name. I was going to be like Scaring Sludge or Drudge. Scaring Drudge. (laughs) A garbage pail kid. Scaring Drudge is pretty. Scaring Drudge is pretty good, but I yeah, or, or Roger Scaris or something, but I couldn't. <laughs> Those are garbage yeah. pail kids' names. I love it. But yeah, with the with the sad parting of, of Coolio, which we're all very upset about. I was just like, so I'm, sad. Gonna, I'm gonna go with Coolio. Yeah, he's you know he's having a fantastic voyage to heaven or hell. We don't know. Hopefully heaven. I, from from all accounts, he's seems like a pretty good dude uh, i don't I'm, I'm not gonna say he's a good because then like it would take three seconds to google and and find out no so i'm not i don't know yeah god just like this is you oh gangs is paradise you want to know you want you want to you want to you want to know true paradise well you're not going you're gonna you're, you're going to hell that's what we, we say to him. walk through the valley of the shadow of death it's like oh, okay that's a, that's a bible verse please that's blasphemy you're, you're going to hell that i was i was what like it's 12 or 11 third maybe 13 i don't know i don't know when that song came out but i, I, I was i was whenever the, whenever the movie dangerous minds came out where you could see michelle pfeiffer just fight some latinos be pretty a boss fun, pretty, pretty fun pretty fun movie girl boss fighting she was she kids. really was a girl boss it's like emilio's got a knife she's like i'm a marine so that's that's the whole movie anyway okay i was i was 15 never mind uh, i could have swore i was dangerous minds came out in 95 um so yeah, uh, it's, it's this is a very strange opening to an Astros postseason special episode. I love it. What's well, the spooky? Um, it's scary time. It's almost Halloween. Things are things are spooky right now. So we're just starting a little spooky. It's it's hot as hell here. Like again, for for like two mornings ago, it was in the 30s in the morning, and today it was like 93 degrees. I don't know. It's yeah, it's it's end of days. Scary, scary. Time. Yeah, yeah. We had the yeah the roofs open. And so I, I wore long sleeves today. I'm wearing long sleeves, and I walked outside. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> and I was just—I didn't obviously I didn't look at any weather reports, but I was—I'm—I was just fuming. Not not happy about about that. One thing we are happy about is being up two two nothing in the ALCS. Uh, yeah. Astros Astros are five and zero. Oh. Um, and and what's amazing about, with the exception of the Jordan, the 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 massive walk off, even even that game a little bit. Uh, five and zero in the postseason, and and I've now thought five times like we won that game, but we pissed down our leg on on that one. Like the the, the Astros are are that was that was absolutely terrible. Uh, another another one of those last night and in game two, but they somehow somehow did it. I do want to before I ask my first question of you, I want to point out that I um the the last episode when we were talking about the Astros going into the postseason. Oh, we were talking about like how nice would it be to have just an easy, stress-free eleven and zero postseason, and here we are, almost halfway there. But every game has been so freaking stressful; it's been unreal. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll take the the no losses because that's because then you have to sweat between games and then you have to play out the whole scenario and you got to play out what could happen and, and what's potentially coming down the, the pike. So, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll take the stress during the game. Uh, I mean, what what the haters don't want to admit is that it's it's kind of playing out that the Astros are seeming to be a team of destiny. It, it does. Feel, it feels like this is the this is the year they're going to do it. And because they are head and shoulders better than every team that's that they're playing and that that is still that's still playing in the National League. They, uh, they're, yeah, they're just it, better and they're, there's more depth. They are better. And, and that's the difference in these games. And that just is what it is. It's it is. It, it is crazy that I mean, ostensibly, there are four teams that I was worried about going into the postseason. And it was it was the Mets. It was the a little bit the Yankees just because, you know, I mean, that's that's your well, one. You know, well, in the American League, other than the Seattle Mariners, there nobody scared us. I mean, I nobody, I, I, yeah. Well, Cleveland, the pitching, I, I I could have been convinced that even though I I didn't really respect them, I could have been convinced that I should be scared of them. But mm-hmm. no, I mean, it was it was that was yeah. You're right. There's very few teams. But it was so Yankees a little bit, uh, Mets, Braves, Dodgers, like just absolutely, you know, the and now and they're all gone. Except the Yankees, and the Yankees are they have to win four of the next six games, and they've lost six of the last eight against the Astros. So crazy could, things can happen. Could, and then could potentially the Yankees could have lost every single one of the games, and we're losing the two games that they won in the ninth inning. Yeah. You, you, no, you're exactly right. Like the the two. Or the there two was losses. one. Maybe one was tied. Maybe one was tied, but they, they were. I, yeah, I, the, I the two regular season losses. Uh, to the Astros were Aaron Judge walk-offs. Yeah. And the Astros have limited him to one scary fly ball in, in two games. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, that, that that's one thing that I noticed with these two games is that the Astros lineup is better. And because they're, they're multidimensional, they can, we can manufacture runs if we need to. We can get a base hit, steal a base, do this, do that, and, and, and get runs in. And they need the home run. Yeah. They don't, they, they, I mean, they have Aaron Judge is their only scary weapon. Giancarlo Stanton can mash, but he doesn't hit for average. So he's a hundred. He's, he's just Maldonado that hits 40 home runs. <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. That right, and he's jacked true. and I'm scared of him and he could absolutely destroy you, but he doesn't, he's not going to hit one down the line and hit you a double. And then, and then you're dealing on, they're dealing with young guys that could potentially be good. Bader looks like he has potential to be good. And you got Oswaldo Perez and you got, so they have some young guys, but nothing's proven. So, I mean, you're, we got to worry about Glaber Torres fucking, uh, I mean, Josh Donaldson can't seem to do anything correct. And then Rizzo's Rizzo. good. So it's, it's just, yeah, Rizzo's good. But I mean, if you're comparing lineups, it's like night and day. I'm not, they're, they're the Yankees only because they're the New York Yankees in name only. I, uh, the Astros are the better team. And I think that they've proven that because they're the, they're not the Astros aren't they're not hitting with runs in score position. We're not playing our game. We've got Jordan and out Al, and Altuve are like one for forty combined <laughs> right now. Yeah. But I mean it's the truth. And Kyle Tucker has done next to nothing. So 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 the, some of our biggest productive players throughout the year have done nothing, and we're and we're getting these wins out because Chaz McCormick's a, the the goat. Jeremy Pena is a hero. 
Like, so if it all clicks, everybody's dead because they're already losing with, with, with us this way. So that's, I mean, I'm feeling really, really good about this. I think, <clears throat> I mean, so the Astros have played five postseason games and four of them have been at Minute Maid Park. Uh, so, you know, that you feel good, you know, obviously if you have home field advantage, you want to win the games that you have at home. But I wonder, I wonder if the, the I mean, the, every, anytime the Astros go on the road, it's not the, obviously not the friendliest reception. I wonder if, if getting booed for three hours in New York tomorrow, if that's not actually going to kind of wake Altuve up and be like, oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, they're, they're booing me because I can do some damage. So let's let's go do some damage. Like, I really think that the shifting back to New York is, is only going to help Altuve. Because um, I, I, I want to say he was in a decent slump when they were playing New York the first time the first series of the year and, and he was getting just relentlessly booed and, and just hit a hit a freaking tank uh, out to the cemetery in center field, whatever they call the monument park. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. The haunted cemetery, the haunted mansion, uh, the, the, the Disney ride that they have out in, out in center field. Animatronic which, which, is, which, which, which is pretty cool. If you got a history like the, the Yankees, I got, that is pretty tight, but. I just, yeah. I wish they had Chuck E. Cheese animatronic characters out there behind like the, the fake <laughs> gravestones that'd be yeah babe ruth just pouring a beer on some <laughs> some poor winch in some some old bar and you've got yeah you got i'm not gonna disrespect a lot of other people never mind just i'm just gonna disrespect <laughs> babe ruth. yeah mickey, I, Man, I, mickey mantles in handcuffs like smiling as the cops take him away <laughs> I, I, in, in my head i was like I was like, Lou, get nope, never mind. Nope, I'm gonna drop, I'm gonna drop that one. I almost uh, went there, and then I've just, I was like, it's just Derek Jeter handing his sex basket to a whore. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so I, but I do think, you know, it's, I mean, I, I do, I do sort of think that, I mean, it's Christian Javier who the last time he faced the Yankees, that was the, that was the, hit. one of, the, one of the most unbelievable. I need to go. I'm going to go back and look at the line. I can't believe I, I can't remember it off the top of my head, but that was, that was one of the most insane uh, unexpected sort of performances of the regular. I mean, there's, there's not a whole lot of games you can look at in the regular season and be like, that was, that was defining. It's when you win 106 games and, and especially in the last few years for, um, for, for the Astros. But yeah. So on June 25th at, at Yankee stadium, uh, Christian Javier threw seven no-hit innings, uh, walked one, struck out thirteen, like that, and and had not had not done that before. <laughs> like I mean, that's that's one of the most insane pitching performances of the year. And when we think about Astros pitchers, you know, it's 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 Verlander winning the Cy Young, which he should do. It's Framber coming in second or third with the quality start record. It's it's Lance coming back from injury. Like you look at that line and you're like, so of course that's who they chose to start game three, which we'll get into Lance's injury here, quote unquote yeah. injury here here soon. But but it's just, I mean, I I think, I think the Yankees just... can take one in New York, but I I think it's I I I don't know. I think I think we've taken the kind of like what we were talking about after game one, that Mariner series that, you know, took their punch. Like they, they did a pretty good, the, the Yankees did a pretty good job in, in two games and and they're in an O2 hole. Well, and also, yeah, for sure. They, 
they're I mean they have to be at least from the fan base perspective, and also the players. They got to be dejected because they have to feel that they can't beat us. You got huh. you you eked out two walkout wins, but they they know that they eked out two walkout walk off wins walkout. What is the fuck's a walkout? Um, that's <laughs> that's, that's when you're in a union and you're like, we're gonna walk out and we're gonna do a picket. <laughs> um, yeah, walk off obviously is what is what the term is. But so they they know that they they stole those games too, and to lose every other one, that's got to that's got to creep into their head. And we have a book on Garrett Cole. I, I think that I think that the Astros are just a matchup problem. The, the, our pitching versus their lineup. Uh, we uh, aside from those walk offs, we we handle Aaron Judge pretty well. Aaron Judge does not do too much damage against the Astros pitching. So it's last night was the ninth game of of the season between the Yankees and and the Astros. Um, game one was what four to two, yeah. So and then and then last night was three to two, which means the Astros have scored uh, four and two six thirty three runs uh, and given up you know for twenty six. So that's that's nine games decided by a total of that can't be right 33 that's a plus seven run differential in nine games between okay. the astros and the yankees okay like the the yankees are 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 right there with the astros they just can't they just i mean the it's you can't say they can't get the big hit but well they can't kind of that's what well that's what it comes down to and that's what that mental edge and honestly and and, I, and this goes for other teams as well and and, it, and it, it's when you're comparing teams, usually it comes down to lineup depth and pitching depth and, and the bullpen and the Astros bullpen is the best in the American league and, and probably the, and it is the best remaining bullpen that's with, with teams remaining that that's where, where, it's, where they separate themselves in close games. So you might, you might have to deal. I mean, cause Severino was good. Um, they've dealt with some great starting pitching from, from the Mariners and from, from the Yankees. And it, and it's, just wasn't good enough. Yeah. And they can't, and they can't break through um, regardless of whether or not Ryan Stanek is alive or not, which is, which is my only weird thing that's, that's going on where I'm just like, what, what happened to him? So I was actually Chandler Rome talked about that today. He had an article in the Chronicle that yes, Ryan Stanek has, has an extremely low ERA, like one of the lowest of all time, 1.15, but his, his, his walk rate, isn't that great? And, and so with the emergence of Brian Abreu, I mean, we've really seen kind of a reshuffling of the pecking order in the bullpen where obviously it, it goes to Presley uh, to close it out or in the, in the high, high leverage situation, but it, it just sort of feels like a bullpen of like Abreu, Neris, Montero. Montero, Presley. And, and I'm not Stanley. mad at it. No, I'm not. I mean, the, the results sort of speak for themselves. And then you've got Hunter Brown, if you need him, um, you know, that, that when you're, when you're dealing with an offense, like the Yankees, you don't want to give away, you don't want you don't want walks and right. Stanek will, will walk a guy. Uh, and yeah, he'll walk the bases guys. loaded, then strike out the side, which is tight during the regular season. Cause you can, you can deal. You're not, you're not chase. You don't chase. I mean, the, the old adage is that you, you don't chase wins in the in the regular season and in the, in the postseason you do, you know. Yeah. No, there's a, a finite number of games that you play, and and you know if you're doing that crap in May and June and July, whatever. Um, but you know, what, even if the Astros were in a, I think if the Astros were in a 
in a division race, you know, where, where the, it was, it was real tight coming down the stretch. I don't, I think, I think you would see dusty deploy the bullpen in the same way that, that you've got to prioritize every win. You don't have to do that when you've got a 12 game lead, you know, with, with 14 games to play. Uh, So yeah, you let Stan it go out there and and eat up some outs and, and just sort of get to the end of it. That's not the case right now. And, and you don't want a guy that just loves to play with fire um, pitching in a, in a three, two game in the, in the seventh inning. No, that, that that makes, that makes all the sense in the world. I I think it's just weird to have, if you're doing a, a, it's a stark comparison to go with uh, Stanek was in a lot of the high leverage situations down the stretch with the Astros and yeah, you're, but you're right. Everything was locked up and there was high leverage is a, uh, I mean, you could say that, put that in air quotes. It's not necessarily the high leverage, but yeah, he does walk a lot. And that's the thing that kind of scared me about Ryan Presley and Ryan Presley has been absolutely phenomenal for these uh, nails. This, yeah. Nails in this postseason, And he, he, whenever he seems wild and walks a guy, I mean, he scares the hell out of me too. And he's kind of alleviated all of that that pressure that I'm usually uh, stressed out when he comes on and cause it's, you know, if he's on it's high tension, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been nice. Stanek Stanek appeared in 59 games uh, in the 2022 regular season and walked at least one batter in 26 of those. Um, so for comparison, he gave up a hit in 27. So, you know, there's not, and I don't, I, I don't know how how much those overlap, but there, there, there's not the the ERA is one thing, and I I fell into the ERA trap. Um, but the, but the ERA is it, it is something. Yeah, you you don't want to put it up to chance because that might break. But it, there is something to be said for it. He hasn't given up the hit that, that you're scared of him giving up. So I mean, I I understand that's playing with fire, but he's still done his job. So I mean, it's ultimately, I I, get, I at least we know that. Dusty's looking at the analytics. One thing, one thing that's interesting that I I would not have guessed. Um, how many home runs do you think Ryan Stenek gave up in 2022? Uh, five. That I would I would have said in the in the five to eight range. It's only two. Okay, that's yeah. Oh. And I was and I was going a little. Okay, yeah. Yeah, two one on one on April 9th. That was the third game of the season. Uh, and, uh, and one on July 31st, he's given up, he has not given up a home run since July 31st and he's pitched a lot since July 31st. So, I mean, it, you know, you, you credit Stanek for the season that he had, he's a huge reason why the Astros are in the position that they're in, True, True. but you know, at, at some point you've got a guy with the, that may have some command issues that has pitched in one game since October 5th, like, and, and you, you know, uh, he got what? No. He got one. In, he got one inning in the in the eighteen inning game. That's one inning in the eighteen inning game, and needed like eleven. He's thrown eleven pitches, eleven game pitches since since October fifth, and that's at that point, you know, you just like hold him out because of you know rust or you yeah, throwing, yeah. You have him throwing bullpens, and but you can't you can't throw a bullpen that's as intense as as a tight late inning postseason game. Yeah, and, and you know, and, and I brought Stanek up only because I was used to seeing him all year and it was a, a different approach. But I mean, I can't. Naris has been nails. Um, Montero, I mean, Montero throughout the year he he had thirteen plus save, thirteen saves or something. So I mean, it's not like he. So he was doing the the closer role and has this. They all have the stuff, and Abreu has been absolute lights out. I mean, I'm not again like I said earlier. I'm not. I'm not mad at it, but it's just it's it's weird to see something all year long and then have it. It's like, well, why wouldn't you have done it like that all year long? 
yeah. year if that was the way to win to that it was really truly going to win games. I mean, I I I don't know. Ostanek pitched in uh, what looks like 13 games in the 2021 postseason. Uh, gave up five hits, Ooh. three earned runs. Yikes. Uh, but only two strikeouts. And, I mean, we're talking about a guy with a career. Uh, he, I mean, a, basically his entire postseason career has been with Houston, you know, since 2021. Right. He pitched in a couple games in 2020 with the, with the Marlins when they got bounced by the Braves. Um, but a 193 uh, postseason ERA gave up uh, gave up an earned run in in World Series Game Six, which was the Braves clincher. But by that point, it was you know that game was already over. Yeah. So that's not really yeah. that's not yeah. really on. So he pitched in five of the he pitched in five games of the 2021 World Series and 4.1 innings, two hits, two earned runs, five Ks, a walk. You know, right. I mean, whatever. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, uh, thinking back throughout the year, I mean, he did have a lot of traffic, would walk guys, would there would be singles and base hits here and there. Uh, yeah, so I guess you're right. The ERA is misleading, but, you know, what are you going to do? It's not an empty ERA. Um, no, no, definitely not. Definitely like, not. Those but, are, I mean, those I would, are I mean for my games. For my for my blood pressure alone, I don't I don't need somebody walking the bases loaded or putting two men on and having it just that I don't need to do, I don't I don't want that. If I'll, well, I'll, the, deal the with, margin, I'll deal with Montero and Naris. I'll be okay. Yeah, the the margin of error when it comes to these like this. I mean, if, if the Astros are up seven nothing, eight nothing in Game Four, and, please put him and in. It's the it's the seventh. Yes, but but there there's not been an, an easy win in this entire postseason and you don't you don't want to just sort of play with play with fire like that so no, you're right uh also pitched in four games against the yankees uh three innings pitch total two hits no earned runs four k's and three walks okay so i agree i kind of get it right like i i understand yeah because if they're and then they're a team that's not going to get base hits and stuff so there's no reason to put runners on and let them hit, let fucking Bader hit a three-run home run or have some just nonsense happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, well we, I get it. We, we, we solved that. We've solved that. I was outraged on uh, on the radio this morning about Stan Egg. Not outraged, but, uh, you know, it's like, how do you not find – how do you not find a place for a guy with a 1.15 ERA? And, and I, yeah, so we get it. Uh, what do you expect from Garrett Cole tomorrow? Uh, his best. I expect his yeah. best. I mean, the, the way he pitched and I mean, he, he kept him alive against the, um, I want to say the Indians so bad, but I'm not going to against Cleveland. <laughs> We're just so um, used to saying God, there's such a, just a dumb, there's just, that's just a, such a dumb name. Um, against Cleveland, he was incredible. Uh, but also the, the Astros have the book on him and, and the Astros hit fastballs. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know. He was, Absolutely incredible. He, I remember the, the last start when he went the complete game. He pitched against us. He was in, insane. Is that the last yeah. time he pitched? Is that the last time he pitched against us? <clears throat> I'm going to look here in a second. But in two games against Cleveland, and, and let's be very clear that Cleveland's offense is not is not Houston's it's offense. Not even. It's not even in the. It's not even in discussions. Yeah. So uh, 13.1 innings, uh, 10 hits, three earned runs, 16 Ks, two walks. 
two homers. He gave up a, a home run in each in each of those. See, uh, so he's had he's had himself a, a pretty good postseason. Uh, let's take a look against the Astros. Um, he was insane for that one start. I mean, he was. I mean, it was so much so where it was just like you got to tip your cap. I mean, Garrett Cole was incredible. June twenty fifth, which was also the Christian Javier start. Uh, seven innings, four four hits, uh, one earned run, eight eight Ks, two walks, a home run. Um. So yeah. Then what start am I thinking those... of? Was that was that another year? Was that last year? I think it was. You're right. Again, I, think it was I have no idea. So I was thinking about is, the same very game. Stupid. So I have no idea what time is or when things happen. <laughs> but I remember him pitching a complete game where it was just absolutely dominant. It might have been last year. It was. It was July 10th, 2021. Yeah. Uh, nine innings, three hits, no earned runs, 12 Ks. Two yeah, that walks. game where he was just. I mean, it was unhittable. Uh, yeah, you couldn't do anything. I wonder who. Oh, let's let's try to. I'll, I'll see if you can do it because that'll be more fun. Uh, who are the three hits? Who got the three hits against Gary Cole? Oh, uh, I have, I have absolutely no idea. I think I would have got one of them. Uh, Altuve. Yeah. Yuli Gurriel and Abraham Toro. (laughs) Got Abraham Toro. The, uh, what? Yeah, that makes sense. Raised his average to 225 for the year. And then Abraham Toro, Toro went on to be just an absolute Astro killer. Just hitting home runs left and right. Anytime he come up, he would just destroy us. So three three hits for the Astros that day, all singles, absolutely no sweat. Like I don't, he might not have broken a sweat unless he was like grunting after. No, he was striking somebody out. I saw some. I saw somebody wrote a tweeted wrote a tweet. I don't want. I like saying wrote a tweet. Tweeted, 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 tweet, tweeted, tweeted. I don't know what the the proper uh, <laughs> whatever the word word is. But they were talking about just how Garrett Cole just looks like in New York is just dejected. And that, like he was more fun and like seemed to be a little lighthearted here that in New York, he just feels like he just is just sadness, which is what happens with doom and gloom when you're, when you're playing in the Bronx. That's what happens. You do with enough bod- you bodega cats. You're just like, fuck, I've, I'm tired of these bodega cats, please. How much of that do you think? Because I mean, I mean, even with Gary Cole's a weird guy. And and he he press conferences weird like his his press conferences are are very strange and I never expect I always forget what Garrett Cole sounds like until oh his voice talking. is very very funny it is extremely funny like he's the anti Boris Johnson like I do not expect the the sound that comes out of Boris Johnson's mouth uh, based on what he looks like and it's it's sort of the same way with with Garrett Cole just on the on the other opposite end side where the, he doesn't like he does he looks like a this this yeah this statuesque picture yeah. of a person yeah boris johnson looks like an absolute bozo so you're like a, a clown voice is coming out and then yeah and then he and then he talks and, and it's 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 very very extremely british but it's also way deeper than you ever yeah, would have no, thought yeah. it would be no he's always yeah I, I remember i was when i was doing the radio show then and fogel used to always he'd be like in the in the clubhouse that yeah, that the Garrett Cole was actually a clown, and that was that was just having fun. And he was he was just always talking about drinking his BLs. He he loved his Bud Lights, BLs, and that it that um. But yeah, but I I feel like Garrett Cole is definitely autistic. I'm not, I don't want to put that on somebody, obviously, but I feel like he might he feels kind of like an autist a little bit. <laughs> an autist. 
Um, with all respect, I'm not, and that's not that's not slight. I'm just just the way he reacts to stuff, and that where he's kind of like, he's yeah, he's kind of like a raccoon that's got a flashlight flashed on him. Where it went sometimes <laughs> when you, so you caught you caught him in the dumpster eating your trash, and he's kind of like a raccoon that's been caught a little bit a lot of the time. I don't. And like I don't understand why you would ask Garrett Cole about Framber Valdez last night. Like I don't I don't understand like what like for real. Like who cares? I mean I know they were teammates and and Framber wasn't wasn't who Framber is now. You know when when Cole was here, I don't understand the the question. But it's 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 a slam dunk of a question to be like no no he's you know it's it's really good to see you know we were teammates for a little bit we you know it's it's good to see him put it together. He had a really good start. You know, I don't understand why Garrett Cole answered the way that he did and talking about, you know, he's whimsical. Who says whimsical? Garrett, Garrett Cole. Yeah. Be, picture Garrett Cole dressed like Willy Wonka. And you're like, yeah, that makes sense. That's exactly who he is. He is Willy Wonka. Like, yeah, <laughs> because if you because most people, if you picture like, hey, picture the picture anybody dressed like Willy Wonka, you're like, that's ridiculous. But Garrett Cole, it's like, no, that's Willy Wonka. He like somehow is Oh my Willy God, Wonka. That, that's perfect. He is baseball Willy Wonka. Like he totally would like deliver a pitch and do a somersault off the mound. Like just a, a roll, like just an over the head roll and, and just keep walking. Like that, that is, that, that's, that's, yeah, he, he throws, that's yeah, who he, he is. Yeah, he, throw, he th- throws a four-pitch walk, and, like, it's Augustus Gloop. He just has, like, the bottom just falls out of the batter's box, and that person just <laughs> <laughs> sent to the nether realm because, uh, yeah. I mean, no, but really, like, if you just picture him in, in an elevator floating in the, in the sky, Garrett Cole somehow fits. He is a Willy Wonka. That's – so, no, the Astros are not going to get shut down by, by Willy Wonka tomorrow. I, I fully – like, I think it would be – it, it would be it would be so much fun to go to to Yankee Stadium with Garrett Cole on the mound in a day game like it's 1957 and 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 have the Astros just get out to like a 7-0 lead in the third like that. I mean, I but I feel like that could happen like because it hasn't happened yet. And that's that's what the Astros do. Yeah, they're prime. I mean, you, you made you, you made the point about Altuve. I've, I feel like you're right. Those stupid Yankee fans and they're going to be. They're going to be upset about hearing the hilarious Astros Yankees suck, suck chance and that we want Houston chance on the post game shows, which is hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's very good. Uh, shout out to Astros fans for showing out like that. That's good. Yeah. And you, and you, made, you made Bob Costas be like, and the obscene chance coming from the uh, Astros. Just <laughs> Bob Costas. Thank God he's not calling the game. I'll, I'll deal with him on that. Um, but geez. Yeah. So that's, so, so that's fun. It was it was especially fun after the uh, game one, hearing that we want Houston chance. I mean, because that's you you don't you really don't want us. <laughs> you really don't. I mean, you might you're, you're excited to play. You moved on, but the, let's. I mean, that's that's standard fanfare, and it's it's all it's all in good fun. Yeah. But, but my word, I mean, game three, all the pressure is on them. You're down two. If if there's one team that is not scared of the road at least in in my in my experiences as being a, a fan of, of teams in different sports the road always is scary and it's always like oh we're gonna go to their place this team this astros team i'm not scared of playing wherever they're playing is the same game as where they're playing i'm not scared of being on the road it, it means absolutely nothing so i mean i, I 
I, I think that that's a testament to them, obviously. But yeah, there's it, game three. If, if if the Astros win game three, it is all but over. It's all but over. Uh, and so the Astros are are 95 and 67, if I did the math correct, which I think I did. 95 and 67 on the roads over the last two regular seasons. So the first chance wow. that fans had to come and just boo the hell out of them uh, because that's what because that's what they thought they were supposed to do. Um, 95 and 67 on on the road. Uh, that would win a wild card spot if you were only if you were only playing on the road. Uh, that's, that's a 586. Hilarious. That's a 586 win percentage on the road in the last two seasons. Uh, <clears throat> and if you if you want to tack on the 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 one and zero in the postseason this year, you can. But they're not they're not af- they're not afraid of 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 that. And they haven't been since 2017 when they were cheating and they won more games on the road. They've been they've been a road team for a while, and it seems like the uh, the fuel from the from the hate has just made them better. Yeah. just made them better it's galvanized them and th- and now they're they're even more locked in on the road like y'all can y'all boo this you'll we'll see if you're booing later, later on when you're going home sad because that's just what it is it's it's time for it's time for a breakout and i and Altuve's Altuve, last couple of at bats like there are flashes like he's not just lost at the, he was lost at the plate he there is, was two, he is, two there was two base hits those were two base hits the the uh Perez but was it Oswaldo Perez is that the shortstop or is he the outfielder yeah, i think i don't know oh so. Uh, he's he's an Os- he's either Oswald or Oswaldo. One of one of those guys um, made an incredible play. Yeah, to get him out, and then a, and then that was an incre- that was an incredible double play to get him out. Yeah, that um that, that Torres made. So I mean, but yeah, so he's he's seen a little bit better. I'm not I'm not he's, worried he's, about Altuve. It sucks, and it, it, it's great for the uh, the narrative and and to uh, create drama and to uh, if you're if you're the uh, the team announcing and you're trying to create all the drama and come up with that and storylines, but I'm not, I'm not worried about him. I think ultimately. it's, it's pretty fascinating that, that possibly the most clutch postseason hitter of all time in franchise history is, is kind of going through this. Like that's, that, I mean, that's, that's just, in, I mean, that's not a, a referendum on Altuve. Just baseball. It's more of it's like just a baseball. Wow, that's just, bad, just timing. It's just baseball. Yeah, that's just crazy. Baseball. Like that's that's wild. Um, and still, the Dodgers want to talk about, and the Braves want to talk about how inconvenient it was to to have a few days off between the end of the regular season and the start of the NLDS. And no, like kind of what you said earlier that that Jordan has cooled off considerably after Game Two of the AL of the ALDS. Uh, that you've got your one and three guys that cannot get going to save their lives and, and you're still winning games. Yeah. Well, that's what, that's, what's the scariest thing about it. And the thing, and the thing about Jordan is that I, what is puzzling to me is that how he can look so locked in in game one and game two, where we have the most unstoppable force on the planet and then where he looks overmatched in some, and I don't know if it's, I don't think it's an injury thing. I don't know if it's just he overthinks and, it, and his bat's just not as quick, but he looked overmatched in some of those, those fastballs and he was taking pitches that normally he would not take that were hittable pitches. Um, he just has looked different at the plate. And, and again, and, and I'll throw that the same as Altuve. I'm not, I'm not worried about Jordan Alvarez. Yeah. It takes one swing, but it's, I mean, there's definitely a difference in the way he's attacking when he's, when he's at his best, it's in the, the first couple of pitches. 
where he's kind of he's looking for the pitch to hit and he's going out and getting it. And when he seems to be more timid and he's waiting and he's taking pitches, I feel like he's he's at his worst. He gets behind and counts, and then he starts chasing, and then then yeah, he look he just it, he doesn't look the same. I think that the 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 strike zone last night was absolute garbage. Insane. The had, both nights were absolutely insane. Both. And of so them. I think that that when you start getting pitches that are that are four or five inches off the plate that are getting called strikes, like that messes with your head. That you don't want to you want to you want to try to put the ball in play and make something happen rather than get rung up on a ball. Uh, and walk back to the dugout. So I, I don't think that the the home play, uh, DJ Rayburn, I think, uh, not Sam Rayburn. Not Sam Rayburn. Shout out to Sam Rayburn. No, uh, my alma mater. Um, yep. But I, I don't think, I, I think that, that with Altuve and and Jordan, that the they really sort of, that didn't do them any favors as far as getting out of whatever little mini slump that they're in. Just because, like, if you think a ball is a ball, like, they both have really good plate discipline. Altuve, not as much. But but when you start questioning, is this just going to get called a strike anyway, then then you, pre- you 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 just start swinging at whatever's close, and that just plays in the pitcher's hand. Like, I'm, well, that's I'm not – so a more consistent strike zone, I think, would help everybody out, you know, tremendously. Well, yeah, and it, and it had been. At least in the, in the Seattle series, it was as perfect of a series as I've, I've ever seen. That was really good from that. Honestly, some of the best, some of the, uh, yeah. So, but to see Altuve say something and, and, and rightfully so, but that's, that's uncharacteristic of, of Altuve. He doesn't even show emotion like that for him to step back and be like, what the fuck, dude. And then he didn't say, he didn't necessarily (laughs) say that. He he could have said something very, he probably said something very nice and respectful. Yeah. But but like, but just like, yeah, for him to to be like, all right, well now, now, and then he, he had to he had to foul off a pitch that was in the same place, and he kind of looked back again, where it was like, "I had to swing at that because of your shitty strike zone." I mean, it was like, yeah. which is the truth. Yep. Now I have to be aware of, of this of this pitch that I wouldn't normally have to. So yeah, I mean, I, and then then the the pitcher would throw the same pitch, and he called that a ball. Right. So it's like he's totally like he, lost. He convinced that he was wrong by the. It's like I, which is the worst. I'd rather him ring call the same pitch. I don't care if it's out of the strike zone, but if, if you're consistent, I'm not mad at you. If you're calling the same thing where it's like, we know what this pitch is, I'm not mad. I mean, uh, it's annoying, but if you're calling that for, for everybody and this same pitch is a strike, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, you can be I, frustrated. I, you can be frustrated for two innings, but if, if, the, if the breaking ball away is going to get called a strike off the plate and it stays that way the entire game, like you can, you can sort of live with that. But but when yeah no you're exactly right when when from from pitch to the same pitch to the same pitch is is getting different results then what what are you supposed to do? Yeah, and and all and and, and last night especially there were the times where the and they even I mean even the the broadcasting crew had to to bring it up where the the catcher was was placed in in, in one area and had to catch across and it was clearly a strike. It was clearly, and there's multiple pitches for both teams that were clearly in the zone, um, but where the catcher was set up affected. I mean, how does that, that doesn't make any sense. You can't get, was it over the plate? Yeah. If if you are umpiring in the American league championship series, you cannot get played by the catchers like that. That should not be a factor. Like you, you should be able to, to adequately, you know, 
pick out what where the pitch is landing and where it is in in relation to the plate uh and the and the batter and like it's it's i i i wouldn't i'm not gonna it cannot be easy to be an umpire i would never want to do it uh but but if if you're at this point like you you can't just get worked by by framing or or just get fooled because of where you're standing or where the catcher set up like that you're at that point you're just a rube and you don't need to you don't need to be there anymore no you're, you're right but I, I started paying attention to to maldonado and how much better he is at at, at framing pitches um compared to compared to uh, uh who was uh, i guess it was um I, I, he has a japanese last name i don't want to say it it, I think it's Higashioka. I think. It is Higashioka, but I didn't want to mess it up. So thank you for saying that. Um, <laughs> um, he, Maldonado, the way he frames, he just brings it back into to where it should be. All of the other catchers and and Vasquez included, when he would be um, substituted for Maldonado, they bring it back to like the middle, where it's like the the, the very middle of the strike zone, where Maldonado just brings it to where it should be. It's it's so fluid. He, the way he frames is so fluid that it yeah. it's you see why why he's in there as a defensive catcher. Where it's not just how he calls the game and this and that. I mean, it's it's so much fluid and so much better than than these other catchers. And he would get calls, and it would just be just to catch and just move into the barely into the strike zone, not right to to center frame, which a lot of the catchers framing or just they're like jerk reaction. They catch it and they move it. And it's it's obvious with Maldonado, yeah. it's a very fluid type thing that was a, a lot tougher to do it. So you just see how much better he is at that than uh, the other catchers. I would be totally fine if the Astros gave gave Maldonado another year. I I would be and let Corey Lee work under work under Maldonado. I have no problem bringing Maldonado back. No, absolutely. I mean, he's he's clearly valuable, and he's. And he was hitting home runs. He hit 15 home runs, drove in almost 50. Yeah. I mean, like that's, yeah, you're not going to get this. So, I mean, it's not even up for debate. I, I don't know. Yeah. He's been great. I, I don't know. I'm encouraged. The Astros are good. Everybody else is bad. <laughs> uh, the Astros are undefeated in the postseason. So we'll see tomorrow. Yeah. It'll be, tomorrow. Tomorrow, I think, is the steepest climb. Uh, for if the Astros steal that game, it's over on Sunday. Uh, well, I don't know. If, yeah, I mean, I. Yeah, I think if they if they steal Game Three, it is over regardless of when it ends. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not. Garrett Cole is is scary, but I'm not scared of Nestor Cortez. I mean, Severino was great. I mean, I'm I'm just not. Yeah, they, the Astros just are a better team, and it's time for us to just to come to grips with the fact that we are the Yankees of the past. We are the team that has all the <laughs> players. We are the, I mean, it scares me to be the, the favorite and to be the, uh, yeah, it's just, not, but, it's but not I mean, yeah, that's terrifying, but like, but there's also something to be said for being the best. There's a reason that we are the favorite. Cause we are the best team left. And if they just execute and keep doing how they're doing that we can get our second world series and we can um, just celebrate just what this this whole this dynasty and, and yep. it, it's so important to get it is a dynasty second. and dusty wants it and dusty's feeling it we need this for dusty i want him to get that win i guess that's important and what he's done for this this team during 
this era and what he's had to deal with. I mean, Dusty Baker, what a fucking goat, dude. Yeah. Yeah, you can, I mean, there's, you can complain if you want, but at that point you're just sort of being, just kind of being an asshole. And so uh, I think it was, once they, when they fired AJ Hinch, I think Dusty was the, was the only. only, He was the only choice. Yeah. If you've dealt with, if you dealt with Barry Bonds, for 10 years then then getting booed by some fans and having having Jeff Passan and and Buster Olney write some and John Hyman. Oh, you would two bozos write stuff? Okay, I'm not worried about them. <clears throat> no, but I mean he was exactly the right he knows what controversy is. He knows how to how to manage through it. Uh he takes he takes on a lot of that and the the man has has won more baseball games than than we have seen. So <laughs> truth. Uh let's 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 I, I and I think that the win it for Dusty thing, I think that is more. I think that is more on the Astros' minds than anything else. It's not. It's not uh, redemption. Yeah. It's not. Uh, they have this this thing that they're trying to prove to everybody else. They are trying to get Dusty Baker a World Series, and when you have someone as as beloved and universally respected as Dusty Baker is, then I. I that that's actually the only reason why I can think that the Astros are five and zero at this point, given what they've what they've been dealing with and or not dealing with, but given how these games have gone, just this like let's let's get Dusty Baker a ring like that's 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 pretty intense. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, I could only I can count on one hand the moves that he's made where I'm just like I, I'm just like Dusty, what what are you doing? he's dusted out a couple times but other than yeah. that he's been absolutely pristine in, in how he's handled everything um he's the man obviously the attitude just how he the superstition moving from the side of the dugout to the outside of the dugout just, <laughs> I mean, like I, I can't he, he's the man so i mean there's nothing to be said yeah he's he absolutely is um, and you're starting to see the, the like the the articles. I I think it was Sports Illustrated that came out with the article that was just like that the haters need to are running out of stuff to be able to say about the Astros because they're yeah they're in the ALCS every year. They're I mean winning that was 2017 that the the, uh, the cheating it year that the like you can't. There's nothing to be said anymore. Like they are good. Like what are you gonna say? Yeah. What can you do? So it's nice for it's nice for that to, to come around because we've been watching it. We know that they've been since uh, it makes the 2017 more annoying, honestly. Yeah, it does. So. All right. Maybe know. we I'm, regroup I'm, tomorrow after game three. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We can do that. So, but, yeah. All right. Well, enjoy. Right. In, in a, a, are you going to watch the Phillies Padres game? I'll, I'll turn it on. I'll probably put it on. See what's, see what's going on. Put it on for a little bit. My wife's actually home this evening uh and so we might watch a movie i don't know well yeah well yeah will you watch watch kingdom of heaven or uh, for one i do need to do that <clears throat> watch kingdom of heaven please all right it's incredible I can do that. yeah i would rather i would rather you watch kingdom of heaven than than to scout any other in the baseball games going on i'd rather you watch kingdom <laughs> of heaven. or a little big or a little big league one or the other still haven't seen that yeah yeah all right all right all right well we got <clears throat> as of the time that we're recording this we got about we got baseball left. 19, 20 hours, 20 hours before the before game three. So yeah, there's, right. there's time. Sweet. I like it. All right. We'll see. We'll we'll see you guys. On the flippity flip. We won't see you on the flippity flip, but yeah, maybe not. <laughs>
over the plate. And that ain't skating over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Get a free child's play, free your stick and stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole.